good. Oh, good morning, everybody. Good morning. I decided we better call this to order, or we could be here forever. And turkeys may get burnt, and uh, other things may happen. Uh, you see, you were late. But you've come a long way, so it's great. Lovely. Okay, well, you're very welcome, and happy Christmas to you all. And I know that it's a great opportunity to meet people, and it is lovely to have you. And uh, we pray that God will be with us as we worship this morning. So my job is to call you to worship, and I, part of that is just standing up here. But I want to read you a brilliant verse, and uh, we'll be reading it later on. It says, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for everyone. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And that is just the most amazing news, and that is why we're here, of course, to celebrate on Christmas Day because of the birth of Jesus. Now, we're going to light our Advent, uh, our, our candles, and, and I am going to light, I said I would light some of these, so let me do that, first of all. Now, are you scared of these candles? Now, the first candle was lit by somebody, if I remember right, from Cameroon in Africa. And the second candle was lit, if I remember right, by somebody from Anguilla, Anguilla actually it is, which is an island in the Pacific. And then the third was lit by a child of parents from the Democratic Republic of Congo. And the fourth one, if I remember right, was lit by someone from the United States of America. And we have visitors with us all the way from Indonesia. And they have just arrived this weekend to start work in Facebook. And I'm going to ask Kara to come and light our final one. So there we've got someone from Asia as well. So I hope you can do that. If not, I'll light it for you. We'll see how that works. Okay. I'll try. Good for you. It's not easy, I know. Okay, good. Oops. Here, light it off this one, yeah. Okay. Maybe in the bottom, watch your here. Very good, thank you very much. So there we go, all our Advent candles are lit. That's five of them, and that's to signal the birth of Jesus. So we're going to stand and sing his praise as we do so in the words of this great carol. Oh, come all you faithful, joyful, and triumphant. Let's stand to sing. Well, I'm going to move the reading up, just I want to do this first reading before we do the prayer. And uh, I was reading this morning, actually, in 1 Peter, um, and Peter tells us that the prophets longed to know the time and the circumstances of the birth. And we're going to hear now about the time and the circumstances of the birth. So what they long to see and to know, we actually know, and a lot more besides. And we're incredibly privileged. So Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. 
In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Amen. Well, let's bow and let's talk to God in prayer. Lord Jesus, no detail of your birth was left to chance, so the stable and manger were a part of your plan. Nevertheless, the reality of there being no room available for you deserves a reflection today. Whether by busyness or indifference, how do we replay that scene in our lives? In what ways do we knowingly and unknowingly feel to make room for you, Jesus? You made all things and filled the universe. How or why would we ever ignore or avoid you? You only intend to give us more mercy and grace, comfort and joy. Heavenly Father, we confess our sin and are grateful for your grace. Thank you for making room for us in your heart, Jesus. There is no greater welcome or hospitality than what we experience in the gospel. Indeed, we didn't invite you into our hearts. You gave us new hearts, hearts that know and worship you. Thank you today and forever for your generosity. Our lives are now hidden in yours, and your life is now growing in ours. Humbly and expectantly, we welcome you today, Jesus. We welcome you into the chaos of our hearts. Bring your peace. We welcome you into the things over which we have no control. Bring your reign of grace. We welcome you into our busy, chilly hearts. Bring the warming fire of your presence. And Jesus, we welcome you into our weakness and brokenness. Bring your kindness and healing. We welcome you into our fears and hopes. Bring your story-writing hand and freedom-giving heart. We welcome you into the place of our deepest longings and unknown future. Free us to love, trust, and serve you. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that was great singing. I could hear the boys over here. That was good, boys. And that was super singing. Well, let's just continue our story, because this is the part that we're going to look at a little bit later, well, just after this, because we're looking at the angel song. So we've been doing songs, as you know, uh, for this Christmas, and uh, now we've come to this one. We've had Mary's song, we've had Zachariah's song, this is the angel's song, and Andrew will speak to us on Sunday coming um, on Simeon's song. So let me just read this to you. It's from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 14. And there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, 
and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared. And the angels and the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Amen. And we thank God for his word to us. Well, I have to say, I know that this is a family service and it's good to see the boys and girls, but I've got no props today. I've got no PowerPoint. I've just come and it's just me for the next five or so minutes. So I hope that you'll stay with me because I want to talk about an announcement, okay? Not the announcements in our order of service, because I know that you turn off whenever I talk about the announcements in our order of service and that you never remember anything that I've said. So I want you to listen. So, how are announcements made today? Well, maybe I'll get you to tell me. How are announcements made today? How might you do that? Facebook. Facebook. Brilliant, Peter. That's down here. That's good. Facebook. Any other way? I can't use Facebook, so I use WhatsApp. Anything else? Radio. You'd have to be pretty special to get an announcement on the radio, wouldn't you? And if you were royalty or something, you might even get on the TV, especially when it's the birth and the announcement of a baby being born. But did you listen to what happened here? Because the baby that we're celebrating today had no WhatsApp or Facebook or texting or newspapers or TVs, but they had something even better. What was it, Scott? Came to the shepherds. Angels! Now, don't turn off, okay, because angels are these most immense beings, heavenly beings, and not only was there one, but there actually was a whole choir. And I loved when Ken was speaking the other day, he said that when an angel appeared to John the Baptist, didn't you, Ken, that the mouth dropped to the ground, and I had this picture in my mind, and that it took a long time for that mouth to come back up again. And so we have these shepherds out in the fields and this angel appears and they're absolutely terrified. And Luke has written it down, he says, because he's researched it and talked to them so that we might know that it's true. And it is a bright spectacle, a jaw-dropping spectacle. It is singing and it's joyous. And the reason is, folks, that it's supernatural and it's an event worth taking note of. So the angels made the announcement. And the question is, who are they talking about? And if you read your passage there, you'll see, of course, they're talking about a baby, and I'm not going to go over that. But I want you to see who they are saying this baby is. Three things. This baby is Savior. Okay, a Savior has been born to you, and you should say, a Savior from what? That's what you should say. Christ, often used as a swear word, but for the Jews, this was an amazing expectation. This is what the prophets had been writing about. This is what they were expecting, a king to come who would deliver them. 
a Savior, a King, the Messiah. But that's not the one I want to talk about. If you had your Bibles, and I, I didn't really expect you to have them, but if you see it in verse 11 there, the, the name for the, for the Lord there has got a capital L. Now, okay, in case you're sleeping there, Jane, how do you write your name? Do you write your name with a capital or without a capital? With a capital, right. You're not sleeping, I knew. Good, so you write your name with a capital. And this is the Greek form of a Hebrew form of a name that is Yahweh, God's name. Now, if you take that in, what he's saying is a Savior has been born, the Messiah has been born, and God has been born. And if you're thinking and with me, you should be saying, what? How can God be born? Because God always existed. He never was. He was always there. How can someone who be born who existed before they were in the womb? And that's a surprise. Because I'm saying to you today that you are celebrating the birth of God in human form. And that is absolutely amazing. So that's the who. And then we want to find out the why. And it's a wonderful surprise, isn't it? Because the answer is given in verse 14. And that is the song. The song is glory to God in the highest. I don't know if you ever remember, I used to, every time I read that, I think of, a, of, of one talk that somebody gave once, and it said, it's not glory to God in the high street. Because the E had dropped off, they had a banner, and the E had fallen out, and it was glory to God in the high street. It's not that. It's glory to God in the highest. But this is what I want to talk about. On earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. Men being humankind and on everybody and I suppose this is the serious part, isn't it, of the talk? Because when God looked at humanity, when he looked at you, and he looked in my heart, he saw that there was a lack of peace. He saw that we worked hard at our jobs and that we had lots of stuff, but that we really didn't have peace in our hearts. He saw that we often had good times and loved to do lots of things, all sorts of pleasures, both good and bad, and yet we didn't have peace. He looked down and saw us and that we were often anxious and tired all the time, that many of us didn't sleep very well, that we were restless, and that we didn't have peace. And he saw that some of us were very aware that in our hearts we were angry and critical and addicted and had a lack of discipline. I have overeaten twice in four days. And it hurts me. <laughs> I think, why do I do it? But I have no discipline. I had five crackers and cheese when one would have done me yesterday. Isn't that amazing? Why did I do that? Because I have a lack of discipline. And then there's a lack of peace in my heart. And then we seek peace, but we don't find it. Isn't that true? And listen again. Glory to God in the highest on earth, peace to men on whom his favor 
rests. And I want you to see that because God gives peace. And why does he give peace? Because he loves you. And he wants you to have peace. That's why we're going to sing after I finish in a moment, love came down at Christmas. It was a wonderful act of grace and kindness. God brought himself in person, in the person of his only son, that we might have peace. In the little book that we've been following, Alistair Begg says this, and it struck with me. Love was when God surprised those he had created by being born one of them. And the world doesn't really like grace. It doesn't like just receiving. I've been very struck, and I'm not going to talk politically, but I've been very struck by the eviction at Strokestown. But it's not grace. Because the payment is demanded. But God says to us, no. It's grace. People are angry at others for years and years and years because they will not show grace. We'd rather strive, wouldn't we? We'd rather be diligent, hardworking. We'd rather keep going and showing a a good face. We'd rather strive in our religion rather than just stop and say, Lord, I need help. I need your grace. But you see, this gospel is radically different from the world. He chooses you and me He loves us deeply, and he gives us his son so that grace may come to us. And the way to receive this wonderful grace is just to be humble enough to say, Lord, I need it. And you see, when people, when Jesus first came, as we said in our prayer, there was no room for him at the inn. And today I want to ask us to make room in our hearts, to welcome him in to allow him to be the Lord and Savior and Messiah, to put him at the center of our lives. And when we do that, he promises that he gives us peace. He removes the barrier between him and us. And we need to know that it really isn't Christmas until Christmas happens in the center of our hearts. Amen. It's the Lord Jesus himself. Folks, we're going to just worship God as we give our Christmas offering. Everything that you give today will go to the World Development Appeal. And that appeal is for uh, a particular house in Brazil uh, where uh, uh, women who have been affected by uh, family and uh, household violence uh, can find a refuge and a safe place. So let's give generously to our World Development Appeal today.
Thanks, Karen. Thank you. Thank you, Ruth. Thank you. That's great. Well, folks, let's just bow and talk to God about others. Um, in preparation this morning, I just uh, flicked on to RTE News Now. And uh, in Indonesia, there are 373 people dead and 1,400 people injured. In Afghanistan, there are 28 people dead. In Yemen, people are starving. The stock markets have failed. And there's gender violence in Brazil. Father, when we go on our news, we see that this is true, that the earth lacks peace. And that, Father, we can dwell upon that, of course, and we want to bring each of those situations before you. We pray for the country of Indonesia, and we, uh, we thank you, Father, for the relief effort that's going on and for the hard work that people are putting in. We pray that people uh, will be comforted. We pray that people will soon find opportunity to put their lives back together again. And we pray that in the midst of it, Father, that you will be there in loving kindness through your people. And Father, in the help of governments and of the goodwill of the people. And Father, we think of the ongoing violence in Afghanistan. And Father, we are broken, of course, by that, and particularly by Yemen, by superpowers playing out with people's lives and the brokenness that we see there as well. And Father, we long for peace. And we thank you that Jesus is the hope of the world. And so, Father, we do pray that there might be peace in these situations and that people will be able to live in security and in harmony and that, Father, that they might be able to know a reconciliation with each other and with you. And, Father, this morning we want to simply mention those who may be bereaved, uh, those who are sick that we know, uh, those that we know that perhaps are sad and their lives are broken in some way. And we mention them to you, and we simply want to pray that they might know peace in their hearts. And Father, we want to thank you for this opportunity that we've had this morning just to pause at the beginning of a busy Christmas day and to remember our Lord and our Savior, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And I pray, Father, that you will help us to live in the light of the truth of the gospel. And that, Father, that we will be people who know grace and that we can share grace. And that, Father, that you will help us uh, to bring peace uh, in his name to those that we meet today. So help us as we cook and as we serve. Uh, help us as we receive. Uh, help us as we spend it with our uh, families and as we enjoy all the good things that you have given us, because indeed this is a good news story that today in the city of David, a Savior has been born, and we pray that we will make room for him in our hearts, and we ask in Jesus' name, amen. For you and pray for you. Well, let's bless each other with the words of the benediction. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.